0: Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy. It is good to be with you today. It is always good to be back in front of these uh, these microphones here and uh, share my experience, strength, and hope with you as we uh, trudge this road to happy destiny. And it is a good road and it is a wonderful destiny. That is for sure. If there is anything that I have learned along my road, uh, my journey of recovery, it's that uh, things do get better. Uh, when we were out there drinking and using, if we read uh, the chapter more about alcoholism from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, we we hear that over any considerable period, things get worse, never better. And that's when our addictive position in life was had control over us now that we have lived in this recovered position uh, over any, any considerable period our life just gets better and i hope you have found that to be true uh, if you haven't or if you found it uh, sort of being stunted or or slowed down to any degree would you reach out to me please you know as a sober and life coach I want to help you identify some of the stumbling blocks and then work on a plan with you to get you back on track so you can continue to accelerate and excel in the manner that you would um, uh, like to be. And before we get to today's topic, uh, today's topic is called becoming, excuse me, being an exceptional being. I was going to be becoming exceptional, but being an exceptional being an exceptional being, got it? Being an exceptional being. So before I do that, I want to continue to encourage you to go to recoveryguide.org. You may be listening to my podcast from, directly from your favorite podcast channel, and and that's great just to have you listening is wonderful enough. Uh, If you go to my website, though, you'll also be able to sign up for the newsletter, You'll be able to see the blogs. Um, John is posting two of my blogs every week. Uh, John Barker, uh, website administrator extraordinaire. Uh, what a good friend and, and what a good person who understands the mission of our recovery guy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, on Tuesday, uh, we have the podcast. Wednesday and Thursday, we have blogs. And then on Friday we have another podcast to uh, to uh, close out the week. So when you go to the to the website, you can get the um, uh, you can message me directly. Um, you can sign up for the newsletter. And I just got a copy of Susie's. Uh, Susie says, uh, Susie is my dear friend. You might have caught her column in last month's um, newsletter. She's already sent me the one for this August, so you won't want to miss her insight from Al-Anon and what a wonderful person and friend she is to me and even to Laura. And so excited that you can be a part of that. And then you can also check out those blogs. So I hope that you do that. Go to recoveryguide.org, um, and if you're ever looking for me on Instagram. I am recovery underscore guy. Uh, There from my bio, you can get to my website. You can get my cell phone number. You can DM me. You can do whatever you want to do to reach out to me as I want to be available to you. Now, got all that business taken care of, right? So being an exceptional being, when we first arrive in recovery, we are questioning many things if not everything, we're we're questioning if we're making the right decision. We're questioning whether this will work for us. We're questioning if if follow through uh, if we can follow through with the path that we've decided to try. One thing that we do know is that we can no longer live the way we are living. We are, we are convinced. Um, I, again, going back to the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, just from the standpoint of alcoholism and other addictions as well, not just alcohol, it um, says that we are convinced to a man uh, that, that alcoholics of our type, uh, we, just don't, we just don't get better. Uh, and so we know that we can no longer live uh, this life. We can no longer lose all the things that we have been losing. We also know that feeling this type of despair had to end. Something had to give. And because I didn't want to die, I just didn't know how to live, then the despair had to end. The remorse, the waking up every day, knowing one more time, one more time, I failed. One more time. I let myself down. One more time, I, I disappointed the significant other, the children, the mom, the dad, the siblings, the employer, you name it. That is the despair we live in. So having said that, when I came into recovery, I went searching for everything I could in the plan of recovery that would help displace the negativity I had brought with me. It wasn't enough for me that I had to stop the negative behavior. I was, I was 32 years old. I knew, even though I couldn't articulate it the way I can today, I knew that I had to put something significantly more profound in front of me to strive for than mediocrity. It wasn't just about me stopping the behavior. I had to introduce a new way of thinking that would help accelerate and catapult me to another dimension. One of the most exciting things I have ever read was on page 98 of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Maybe you're, maybe you're familiar with it. Again, page 98 on page uh, of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. It reads down in the middle, uh, the middle section, middle page of the book, It says, burn it into the consciousness of every man that he can get well regardless of anyone. The only condition is that he trust in God and clean house. Wow. It was one of the things that really blew my mind because I was sick. And the goal, and I've said it before, I'll continue to say it in front of this microphone in my meetings and in my opportunities with you one-on-one or in group. We are not bad people trying to get better. We are sick people trying to get well. And I wanted to get well. And I could get well regardless of anyone. There was no longer any external forces or roadblocks in my way that was going to prevent me from getting well. I, at this point, only had to get out of my own way. And that was where the trust in God and cleaning myself, my own house, that's where those things came in. So this one statement gave me hope that I could get well, and I could. And it told me, It wasn't an outside job, so it had nothing to do with anyone other than me and my relationship with God and how willing I was, as it says in the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, to clear away the wreckage of our past. I love that portion. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. And we are sure to be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit. And we'll certainly meet some of you as you as we trudge this road to happy destiny. And what a what a great way to experience recovery. So I had to understand the condition of trusting in God and cleaning house. Now, that's to get well. Now, as I previously shared with you, one of my dear friends, Tom Bennett, And Tom was actually one of the treatment counselors when I went into treatment in February of 1986 at the Nevada Treatment Center. And Tom actually elevated that notion. He elevated the notion and let me know that I could become weller than the well. And I love the terrible grammar and I... And I don't be, and, and purposely because that's how Tom introduced it to me. I don't say become more well than the well. To me, that would remove some of the memory I had of hearing it. Because when I first heard it, I wanted to correct his grammar and say, "Well, weller is not that's not a word." But I would have been missing uh, the forest through the trees. So we can become weller than the well. Between the between the original text and and Tom's challenge, I I used it as one would entice a horse with a carrot, right? The actually Stephen Covey calls the jackass theory of motivation. A little sidebar here: uh, Stephen Covey calls the jackass theory of motivation uh, a carrot in the front and the stick in the back, right? So we have that carrot and that's that's what I used this on to become weller than the well because I knew that if I didn't do exceedingly well, I stood a chance of going back there and I knew that going back would likely mean me dying and it likely wouldn't be a very good death. Over the years uh, over the years, I've expanded my thinking, and I've and I've thought of other adjectives to help color and add volume and perspective to this new way of thinking. And one of those adjectives is the word exceptional. And that is where being an exceptional being comes into play, the word exceptional. As a person, uh, I've learned to, and I was taught, never to settle, and having adopted the middle name of more, which many of you know, I think the word exceptional is a perfectly good choice and goal, It really is. So let's look at the word for a moment, and then we're going to discuss some of the ins and the outs of being an exceptional being. First of all, it is an adjective, and it's forming an exception or rare instance. It is unusual, extraordinary, which when you break it down is extraordinary, and usually excellent, and superior. Now, I almost took out that word superior, but I left it in because I wanted to own that word. I, I didn't leave it in because I thought I could ever achieve a degree of superiority over another because we can't, I am no better than you, any more than I was, any worse than you. Every person who got to recovery earned their seat, and they paid for it, and, and their life was as crappy as it needed to be to get there. And, and as a Christian, you know, and maybe even in your spiritual realm, in, in, in Christianity, there's a phrase that says, the ground is even at the cross, we all come in equally. There is none better. There is none worse. We are equal. Because God doesn't have any favorite kids, right? He, he just doesn't. So we are equal from the moment we are born. Now, how we choose to return that love and regard toward God as we understand God may be unequal, so the word superior, I wanted to leave it in because I wanted to own that word as, as part of uh, being exceptional. I wanted to have a superior life to the one I came from. So as long as I own it, I'm perfectly fine with keeping it as part of the definition. I wanted a superior life to the one that I was leaving behind and I want it to be exceptional, unusually excellent. And you know what? We are. You show me a person who is really serious about recovery, and I'll show you a person who has has had to do more in his or her life than any person who doesn't suffer from our near-death experience and our addiction. They don't have to go through what we have to go through. They just sort of live life, and that's wonderful. I harbor nothing. My wife is what you would call a normie. All of my children, they don't, although they have the gene, they've never suffered any uh, negative effects from my alcoholism. So, But we have to learn things that they don't have to learn in order to live even an average life. But you know and I know that average is like thinking we can coast uphill. <laughs> Forget about it. We, we can't do it. We will crash. We will burn. We will relapse. We will die. Remember that. So, so we have to be excellent. We have to become exceptional. We have to become overachievers. We're not left with any choice. We we painted ourselves into a, a picture, a framework, or we've dug our, our grave, our hole so deep that we have to excel. We have to become exceptional just to break free. Just like it takes a certain amount of energy in the beginning to burst through, you need to be excellent. We need to excel. We need to become exceptional beings just to be considered average by people who don't have to do the things that you and I must do to achieve what we desire and hope to achieve. We are an exception or a rare instance. I love that definition. You and I in recovery today, we are the exception. We are not the rule which is devastating when you consider the destruction of the lives of people like you and me who are addicted. Remember, we are the exception. When I go into a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous, I see 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 people there. That's wonderful. The reality is, the rule is, there is unnumbered people who will never see the inside of a room, who will never know that we can become exceptional, that they could become exceptional because they were never taught. Or if they were, they rejected. They didn't stick around long enough to understand the truth as you and I have stuck around to understand the truth. So we are rare. We are a rare instance. We are extraordinary, extraordinary we are unusually excellent. And I love that word unusual as well because we, we learn such wisdom and such truth and such vibrancy and such realism. We face things daily out of necessity that most people never consider because they don't have the necessity. We continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, we promptly admit it. Who does that, really? I mean, come on, man. Who does that but exceptional people? We are exceptional. Who on a daily basis goes to God, right? Step 11. We sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood God, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Who does that every day? Exceptional people, you and I, being exceptional beings, we do that. We are rare, and it's good to be in that rarefied air with you. So do you understand why I would use the word exceptional? It's not because I think I am better than anyone else. It's because I am an exceptional version of me. I am a human being. I'm not a human doing. I be. I am. And I have chosen to be exceptional. I have chosen to recover. I have chosen to become well. How about you? I've agreed that God wants us to be happy joyous, and free. Here are some of the things that we can do on the road to being exceptional. Excuse me. First of all, define what exceptional means to you. You know, I I know that there's a definition for it, as I've just read, but what does it mean to you when you consider your life And being an exceptional being, what does that mean? How does that translate to you? When my friend Wendy hears it or Angela hears it or Hayes hears it or Chaz or Tess or or Susie on the Al-Anon side or Chris or Mary or Scotty or Melissa, what, what does it mean for you to be exceptional? Define it for you. Number two, knowing that being exceptional is fluid. It's always moving. And like our recovery, it is subject to change. You know, my idea of exceptional today at 34 plus years of recovery is much more deep and wide than what exceptional meant to me at seven years recovery. 1993 was a long time ago. And I and I wanted to be exceptional back then. You know when I knew I wanted to be exceptional? Shortly after I came back from my relapse at 71 days. I came back from my relapse and I realized what I was doing wasn't working. The lip service I was paying and just going to meetings and, and being, you know, In the meeting, but not a part of the meeting, and and sharing things just so I could hear myself talk or impress other people, you know, and remembering things just because that's what we do. But I knew, I knew when I came back, something had to be different, and I decided I would be exceptional. But just like my recovery is subject to change, my view of what being exceptional is. I don't expect that four years recovery that, that um, Chaz and I would have the same view of exceptional. He is exceptional for himself, by the way. I'm so proud of that cat. Going to school, getting his degree, um, now being an EMT. Wow, what a transformation. <laughs> recovery is just so badass. I just love to hear the stories. My friend Amy, she'll celebrate um, uh, one year this August 15th. Just incredible, the stories. So our, our, our recovery changes in our, our approach to exceptional uh, positions do as well. Number three, being exceptional isn't all or nothing. Remember that. We can have a constant overall exceptional value overall, while having varying degrees of exception in various personal departments, remember that. You know, even though Gandhi said life is one indivisible whole and it truly is, we have different departments of our life. We have the the physical, the emotional, the the mental, and then we have the spiritual. And so even if you look at all four of those combined, my life, I could feel that it is exceptional, but I could also feel that some areas in my spiritual and my relationship with God, is, as I understand God, that could become even more exceptional. So just remember that moving forward. It's not all or nothing. Number four, look to others that you and those you admire agree have achieved that exceptional definition. Really, check out with others, your sponsor, your mentor, your coach, people who have direct influence into your life. Who do they admire? You look at their life, and obviously, you know, water seeks its own level. So as your water table rises, you are going to seek those who have risen as well. So look to them and see who do they admire? Who do you admire? What have they done that have allowed them to achieve that exceptional definition that you have laid out? Not that I just had, you know, my definition of it from dictionary.com or uh, whether I would use a Webster Merriman. That's just a jumping off place. And that's the generic overall view, but I wanted to translate down to you in your world of recovery. So again, define what it means to you and then look to those you and others that you admire. Uh, Look what they have done to become exceptional. Number five, monitor your progress and celebrate successes while being careful not to be too harsh in areas you are still growing. You know, there's always going to be those places. You know, certain areas of my life, I'm really quite satisfied and I just need to keep doing what I'm doing. I don't need to push any harder. I don't need to add any tools. Um, but there's other areas, you know. I'm 66 years old, as you know, and and I want to become more physically fit. You know, I. Um, but I'm not too harsh on me, right? I'm within, you know, easily 10 percent of where I should weigh. You know, I'm six foot two. I weigh 243. I want to get down to. 237, 236, right in there, maybe 235. But I'm an extra gym visit per week away from that. So I don't want to be too harsh in me regarding that, but I want to keep it in front of me as an area that I need to be more exceptional in. But when it comes to my spiritual walk and my emotional state and my mental state, I'm very exceptional and I'm striving to become even more exceptional. So I'm going to celebrate that opportunity and celebrate that relationship with God and celebrate that emotional balance that I have found in my marriage and in my life overall. And my head's on straight (laughs) as much as this head can be on straight, but you feel what I'm saying. So Monitor your progress and celebrate success while being careful not to be too harsh in areas you are still growing. Then number six, know that true exceptionalism is a journey, not a destination. That's what's really cool. Again, going back to its fluidity. It's a journey. I don't ever get to a point and say, well, I'm pretty doggone exceptional. I'm probably going to be okay. I think I don't need to do any work. Nah. That would, you know, for me, the work is fun. I enjoy the work. The hard work is over for the most part, right? Every now and then I'm a, I'm a knucklehead and I need to uh, uh, learn some truths that I've been avoiding. But for the most part, the hard work is over, you know, the pushing, the struggling. I just need to explore more. I need, I want more. Like I've already said, my middle name is more. I, I, I understood that I can become more well. I can become weller, and I can become more exceptional on this journey. And number seven, always be willing to share with others the path with those who find your position in life, something for which they would like to strive. And I know that sounds like a, a run-on sentence. But you know what? It's about others, man. You know, after you know, if I don't, um, you know, I love in the big book once again. Surely you cannot transmit that something that you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right. Right? I become well by um, by by cleaning the house and trusting God. And once I do that, then I have a message. And now it's all about you. So. I want to be willing to share. It's one of the reasons I do this podcast, one of the reasons I write the blog. I don't need the practice to public speak, but I can reach thousands of people through this microphone and expand my message of, of helping others much more readily than I could. Do I always appreciate the preparation time and the things that I need to sacrifice along the way to produce these and promote these? No. Sometimes I'd like to do something else. But the great reward is the messages and the correspondence that I get from you and the relationships with individuals I would have never had. Like my friend Robin in Ohio. I would never know Robin if it wasn't for social media and this podcast. And yet here we are, or April down in Alabama. I would never know these incredible people. If it wasn't for this opportunity, share your exceptional position in life and the path you've taken with someone else. You know, being an exceptional being is not about being better than others, but rather being the best possible version for others. I want to thank you so much. I want to thank you for allowing me to share I didn't mention it on front of the podcast, but if you happen to be in the Salt Lake area or know someone who is, on August 15th, uh, Brandon messaged me last night, and I'm going to be speaking uh, at the Old Timers meeting on Saturday night, August 15th. Circle your calendar, August 15th at 7 p.m., Salt Lake Alano Club in Murray, Utah. If you are close, Amy, I hope you show up. I know Hayes will be there. Join us in celebrating as I share my experience, strength, and hope with you, and then also if you don't live in the area, but you know someone who would be encouraged by a message of hope, let them know that I'll be there and that I'll be speaking, and it will be wonderful bringing what I have learned uh, to those in attendance, and it's a great meeting by the way. I'm sure you will enjoy it. Uh, Thank you very much for taking the time today. Thank you for letting me share. And as always, my name is Robert, and I am the Recovery Guy.